it way down the field to Watkins! Sammy Watkins for the touchdown! Thanksgiving Day football is now in the rearview mirror, and we got some good quality football. It did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. Justin, we got some good football Yes, we on, on this past Thursday. The Cowboys, that game was, it turned out to be a pretty solid one. Uh, we also had the Patriots and the Vikings. With some controversy that we'll discuss, and uh, among that, there was also the Bills Lions. And of all games, that was pro- that was probably the most entertaining of them all. Uh, mm-hmm. But we want to lead off by talking about the Cowboys. But uh, that aside, uh, Tuck, how are you doing? How was your I'm Thanksgiving? Doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Not too bad. Had a good Thanksgiving. Had had good food. Had some good games to watch. Uh, yeah. Not not bad, not bad at all. How about you? You know what, man? When you get foot, when you got food, and then you get football, there's nothing better, man. Especially oh. when it's turkey, mashed potatoes, and and uh, stuffing. That's the big three right there. If you have that, and then you put gravy on top of all of it, then you're you're set. You're set. You can watch some football. Watch the Patriots lose in dramatic fashion. <laughs> Although they should have won, there were some pretty bad calls in that game, and we'll discuss that in a bit. Uh, but I wanted to start it off by talking about the Cowboys. So they won their second game in a row, twenty-eight to twenty versus the Giants. <laughs> so they beat the Giants. The Giants are seven and three; they're no pushover. Although I had them win- had them losing in a landslide, and I had the and the, the, it was it was a lot closer because of probably of Kayvon Thibodeau himself. I mean, you looked at you watched that game. Pr- practically every other play, he was at or um, or was close to uh, getting to Dak Prescott, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one who forced both of those interceptions by Prescott. But on top of that, they won the past week where they faced the Minnesota Vikings, who were eight and one in an impressive fashion, forty to three, was it? Did they get three points or was it or is it 40 to nothing? I believe they got three. They got three. Yeah. So this raises the question, and we asked this last year plenty of times, but the Cowboys, the problem is they haven't been to an NFC championship since 1996. And it's not like they've sucked over this span. They've been to the playoffs plenty of times, but haven't made the NFC championship. So, Tuck, is this finally the year where they can make a deep playoff run? <laughs> Hell no. Are we kidding? It's the Cowboys. What are we talking about here? They're an accident waiting to happen. They always do this. They look good at times, and they look good at stretches. No matter who they are, they always come up short when it comes around playoff time. Either they don't make it, or they come up just short of making the NFC Championship game. Uh, I th- It's never been a question about talent. It's never been that question. But will they find a way to mess it all up in the end? And they will always do. I I don't wish for them to mess it up. It's just in their DNA. I don't know what it is, but they they just can't seem to get it done no matter what. Ever since 1996, they have not made an NFC Championship game. And I still don't see that happening until it actually happens. The Cowboys look good right now. They just abused the Vikings 40-3, to and they got the job done against the 
the New York Giants, even though they looked miserable in that first half of the game. Dak Prescott threw 10 interceptions in the first half. But he came through in the end. Congratulations to Dallas. But I'm still not overly confident in them because, again, the, the Giants are starting to show themselves. If Saquon Barkley isn't going, they kind of struggle to move the ball. So, yeah. Uh, but overall, Dallas looks solid. But I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. <laughs> what are we doing here? All right. Listen, man. You take. I did not expect this Cowboys team to be better than it was last year. But they might have accomplished just that. This Cowboys team leads the league in sacks, and their defense has been lights out all year long. And I didn't expect it. I didn't think the Cowboys Cowboys defense would be this good. And on top of that, the running game is better than it was a year ago. It is. It's better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tony Pollard is playing the best football of his life. And Ezekiel Elliott, he's not the same world beater that he once was, but he's still playing pretty good football. He's a good compliment to Tony Pollard, and they're a good one-two punch. Um, on the other end of, of things, Dak Prescott is still playing pretty good football, and God bless Cooper Rush for holding for holding the fort down while uh, while Dak Prescott comes back from his injury. Because without if if they don't win those games with with uh, with Cooper Rush in, we're not talking about this right now. We're not having this conversation about the Cowboys possibly making a run here. But they, but they were able to figure it out. Dak Prescott's back, and he's healthy. And he's throwing to CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz. Very good pass-catching trio right there. So they have mm -hmm. the – and the, the offensive line is seemingly always good for them. It, they've been a little bit banged up this year, but it's been good. It's been solid for them. So they have the tools to do it. And also, the NFC is probably the most wide open it's been in years. <clears throat> Look at, looking at this division – it's, I mean, it's wide open. And if they weren't stuck behind the Eagles for the division lead, that we could talk about them being on, in the one seed right now. Mm. And I think I could have them beating any of these teams. So to, to win a playoff game or two, not out of the realm of possibility. They probably won't wind up, they probably won't wind up hosting a playoff game. That probably won't happen um, just because they won't have, a divi have the division. But I could see them winning a couple playoff games here. I could. I just and I'm sorry. I can't bring myself to to use the they're all they're the Cowboys, so it'll always happen. And I probably won't ever be able to do that because it's just it's just not. I, I can't analyze that. Yes, I need to give me something. Give me some numbers. Give me some statistics. Besides besides the fact, oh, they lost a couple of years ago, so they're going to lose this year. No, no, don't give me that. Come on. Come on, I, give, me, I, give, me, give me something. And I, I get I mean, it. I get it. This is weird. It's weird what's going on with them. Because I, I did not see them losing to the 49ers this past year. I did not. But they did. All right. They did. They beat them. Wait, all right. Do you want me to give you some numbers? I'll give you 17-23. Uh, uh, Dak Prescott threw for over 4,000 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 1,000-yard rusher. C.D. Lamb, 1,000-yard reception. And they still lost. Micah Parsons, defensive stud. They still lost. They were still one and done. Dak Prescott is one and three in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins has a better record in the playoffs than Dak Prescott, and he's one and one. What are we talking about here? It's the Cowboys. This is what they do. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to be this way with you, Adam, but this is what they do. 
This is how you analyze them. Just when you give them the expectations, they never meet them. In 2016, they got knocked out in the playoffs, got one and done by the, by Aaron Rodgers. Next time they were in the playoffs, they beat Seattle, but they lost the Rams in the playoffs. The next time they were in the playoffs, they lost the, the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers were not a better team than them. They just knew how to play football better than them on that day. Dak Prescott was abysmal that day. He didn't come ready to play. And because of that, they almost they lost that game. I'm sorry. I don't trust them until playoffs come around and they're in the playoffs and they actually look competent enough to win some of these games. I'm sorry. I'll never have faith in the Cowboys because what does Stephen A. Smith always tell us? They're an accident waiting to happen. Just give it time. Wait. They'll mess it up. And they always do. Whether it's Christmas time right before they think they're going to make the playoffs, they mess it up so they miss it. Or when they're in the playoffs, they're one and done. I'm sorry. I don't need statistics to know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a collapse every single time. It's unfortunate. I don't like it. I don't like seeing it. But when it happens, I do find myself laughing at it because it's always the Cowboys it happens to. Sorry. Listen, this it's a, every season it's a new team. There's new faces. It's a different mentality. It's always it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh slate. They've got to do it at some point. There's there's got to be some point where they where they break through and they get over the hump and make an NFC championship. And it, it is funny how we're talking about an NFC championship and not a super make a Super Bowl. You got to get somewhere first, though. You got it's you got to sometimes you got to learn to walk before you learn to run. And they they run when they get to the NFC championship. And then we say, okay, you're here. Let's see what you got. And they got they just got to do it at some point. They have to. There's no way this can continue for so long. They've got to. And it's like, and some of it's not even, and some of it's not even analytical. Actually, none of it is, but like the like the fact like 2014, that NFC championship game, where there was that that controversial catch call, and they were this close to getting into the to, to getting into the end zone and taking the lead which was late late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then there was that that there was the De- the Des Bryant catch. It looked like it was a catch and honestly what he shouldn't have done was try to catch the ball and then stretch for the end zone. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to to he was trying to make an athletic play and catch the ball and then dive right after and get to the end zone. But mm-hmm. what he should have done is just grabbed it and then just Get to the ground. Get out. Get out of bounds too. Stop the clock. Give some time. What? That's what they should have done. But he tried to do too much. And then there's, uh, and then there, mm, then there was 2016 against the bad man Aaron Rodgers himself. Again, where Rodgers was just he just worked his magic, man. That doesn't even. And, and Dak Prescott, he competed in that game. Green Bay had the lead for most of that game, but the Cowboys yeah. stormed back and took back the lead. And then the four, then the Packers just marched right back and took it to them. Yeah. It's just they ran into a badass quarterback, mm-hmm. and actually they ran into him twice. They were I'm talking about two two matchups against the same against the same team, same quarterback. I'm just yeah. saying, like some of this, it's like what the hell. Like something just happened. It's like the Red Sox with their 86-year curse. Something something strange happens. 
and you just can't explain it. And it's they got to break through at some point. And if they're going to do it, this is a good year to do it. I think it is. NFC's wide open. There's not much talent in in this in this conference this year, except you know the team that's also in their division, the Eagles. That's the number one seed right now. I can see that team choking. I can see that team. <laughs> okay, choking. against the Cowboys, bigger choke than the Cowboys. All right, teams that start me. eight and zero, they either make the Super Bowl and lose, or they lose in the first round, which is the divisional round. There's never an in between. Okay, and well, well, you think the Cowboys are going to knock them out? <laughs> all right, all right. I don't Cal- see it. Wait, I got. I gotta be. I just. It's. It's gotta happen at some point. All right. But I want to move on. So we talked about one team that played on Thanksgiving and won. We'll talk about one team who lost. You see what I'm And was on me? the other side of a controversial call. The you know catch. I. We thought the catch rule was gone. It's back again. The catching controversy. It's back in better than ever. We're going to get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with Justin Tucker. So, the Patriots lost to the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. 33-26. Yep. And in this loss, so what, ha- what happened was, so the, so the Patriots took the lead. Uh, 23 to what was it? 16. I think so. At, after a, t- after a Hunter Henry touchdown. And then the Vikings stormed right down the field with a, with the kickoff return. It was a 97 yard kick return for a touchdown. And by the way, side note, they missed a block in the back, illegal block in the back. I know you're not um, talking about a block in the back. We're not doing this. We, we're, we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about that one. But the one that I do want to talk about was the following drive by the Patriots. So they marched right back down the field again, and they got to the red zone. And Mac Jones threw a touchdown to Hunter Henry on third and goal. At least it seemed like that. He caught the ball, and he reached out to the goal line, went to the ground. It looked like a touchdown. However, upon taking a second look at it, it looked like the ball moved around a little bit. And which mm-hmm. it, it it did it did move the move around a little bit, and as if we we thought this we thought this touch this is it a catch is it not a catch BS was left behind us in 2018. No, it's back. It turns out they reversed the call, and they called it incomplete. They called it an incomplete pass, and the reason being they believed that the ball hit the ground when he had the ball. When he went to the ground, the ball hit the ground, and then it came out. That's the belief. But what it looked like was 
that Hunter that Hunter Henry had his ball had his hand under the ball when it touched the ground, and he didn't lose control, and he didn't lose control until after when he was rolling around, which so mm-hmm. which I believe should be a catch. That should be a touchdown, in my opinion. But like, it's just so like no one knows what a catch is. Like, is it talk? Is it come? Is it clearly defined here? The catch rule. It, what it, what it, is a catch? Tell me what a catch is. It's when you catch the ball with both your hands, and once you catch it with two feet, you then start to go into a football act. Once you make that make that act, then it is what is perceived as a catch. If you can't do that and you fall to the ground, you the catch has to survive the ground. That is what I've been defined as a catch. That has been the rule. I don't think it's changed that much since. The problem is there's been instances where the ball has moved and depending on the referee that day, it will either be a touchdown or it will be incomplete. An example, the Jesse James play. The ball moved. He didn't have possession. The referees thought and it wasn't a touchdown. The Steelers ended up losing that game. Or as Adam brought up before the show, the Corey Clemens play. That was a touchdown. It's not a touchdown. It, it, it's, it's a not touchdown. a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Or he the lost one control that, before he got the second foot and foot in. Not a touchdown. He had control. He had control. Or the one Adam brought up, the Des Bryant one, where he believes he was extending the <laughs> ball instead of losing possession of the ball. The point is, we don't know what a catch is. We've been having this this, this problem for years now. I don't think the NFL truly understands what a catch is. It should be something as simple as like catching the ball having possession of it, and then going from there. But it's not as simple as that. So unfortunately, we will always have discussions like this until a better rule is in place. But how do you adjust the rule more so than what it already is? That is the question. All right. So it's story story time. Back in 2017, when there was – so this is after the Des Bryant play. And there was also 2015 where there was uh, there was the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. catch that was turned into an incomplete pass when uh, when the ball was he got his second foot down but right after it was knocked out by Malcolm Butler that was also ruled not a catch so then later on so it's 2017 right um, Ben Roethlisberger throws a ball to Jesse James at the goal line. And it seems like he has it. He has two feet down. He go. He has the ball. He goes to the ground. And upon reaching across the plane to the goal line, the ball comes out. The ball hits the ground and it comes out. And it, it's and initially it was it was not. You know it was it was like everyone's like okay this this is a catch this is a touchdown. Pittsburgh takes the lead. Turns out that wasn't the case. When they reviewed it, they're like wait a second. Are they trying to rule this an incomplete pass? Turns out Jesse James did not. He did not. Um, he did not uh, establish himself as a runner or make a end quote football move. And when he came to the ground, when if you don't make a football move and you go to the ground, you have to prove you have possession. Which means that if you hit if the ball hits the ground and it moves at all, then it's an incomplete pass. So that's what happened. That's why they reversed the they reversed the call. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then go to the Super Bowl. 
there's the court there's Corey Clement who had the ball in the uh in the That's back of the zone. He That's made his first he made his first first step, bobbled mm-hmm. the ball, then makes a second step, which turns into his first step after he bobbles the ball, right? Because he just he could he he didn't he wasn't able to have the ball after one step. And then after that, he never gets the second step in. He steps out of bounds after that, which by definition is a is not a catch. However, the league faced so much blowback from the Jesse James call earlier on that season that they reversed the call and they said that's that's a touchdown. We can't we can't give the Patriots another call that has the league has NFL fans calling for our heads. Oh my and that's God. what happened. Yeah. And oh, that's, right, from then that's on, from, okay. from then on, there there oh. was a concrete definition. There was a concrete oh. definition of what a what a catch was. You have to make a football move. If you're not able to make a football move and you're going to the ground, then you have to make sure that you have possession of okay. the ball. Now it's completely just what that what is it? What is it? Like you know what people know what the what the catch is, unless it benefits the Patriots. That's what it oh. is. That's what it is. People tried to say that the Odell Beckham Jr. catch wasn't a catch because the Patriots benefited benefited from it. And people – so Cowboys fans wanted to say the Des Bryant catch was a catch, but everyone else was saying that wasn't a catch. Why? Because it was the Cowboys. Everyone oh, the Cowboys. my God. Oh, I'm just saying – you're was, saying bias plays into this? Are you kidding? What I'm me? saying is that if you oh. if the, if if a rule does not and this works with a lot of NFL fans, if the rule does not benefit you and you don't and you hate the call, you don't hate the you hate the rule, then you think that it doesn't apply to you. Oh my. A lot of fa- a lot of more rational fans in the in the in the aftermath of the Jesse James play were saying, "Well, I hate the rule, but it is what it is. I hate the rule. Let's change the rule after the season. That makes sense. A lot of people were saying, no, I hate this rule, so it doesn't apply to me because the Patriots won the game. So then then there was the Eagle. The, there was Super Bowl 52 against the Eagles. Corey Clement touchdown was not a touchdown. I will die on that hill. That is not a touchdown. That's a touchdown. I'm not arguing. It's not a touchdown. So that's the issue here. There was a clearly defined catch rule, but the league didn't like it because it did because it became a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. That's the problem here. Oh, so just because it was the Patriots, you think they you guys got screwed over because you're the Patriots? That's what it is. I am saying that Hunter Henry tu- Henry that Hunter Henry touchdown was a touchdown. It was. I'm telling you, that was a <sighs> touchdown. Thought, I thought it was too, but the league said no. The end when That's he a- rolled over. He was bobbling it because the they league. Like- has, so CJ and I, you, you, you saw the group chat, the our yeah, fantasy football group chat, where CJ, CJ and I and Sean Howe, who's an uh, who's a follower of the show, were going back and forth. He said this: the league is afraid to define what a catch is because it's gonna get make it's gonna make some fan offended. They're gonna get upset. Boo hoo! My team lost because of this rule. Even though it's clearly defined, and it's not going to, and that's that's going to be the issue. That's that's the issue here. They're afraid of what the fans are going to think of the in, of the interpretation, 
And now we have opened a complete can of worms. They've left it open to whatever official is, is free on that on any given Sunday. Oh, and they're going to determine, do I want these fans biting my head off if I call this the right way? And that's what they, that's what they did. That's what they're going to do. There's no, there's no definition for the, there is no definition for the, for the catch rule anymore. There's no definition from it. That was, that Hunter Henry touchdown was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. The ball did not come out until later on as he was rolling over. He started rolling over. He had possession when the ball touched. The tip of the ball did touch, but he had possession at that point. And then he rolled over, and then it and then it comes out. The referee is going to say because the tip touched, it forced him to bobble it. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say it was an incomplete pass. And it doesn't matter at this point. It does The matter. rule is the rule. It does And matter. that Corey Clemens was a touchdown. That, that was not – it's not a tu- – that's not a touchdown. That is not a touchdown. <laughs> I will die on that. I You, you know what? The, the only thing I hate more – than this call on on uh, on Thanksgiving, the only one I hate more is the Clement touchdown. That's what I hate more. Because it happened to your team on the biggest game of the year. That's it's why be- you know. No, it's because they decided that because that because the leagues face so much blowback for getting the call right, for getting it right earlier on in the season, they decided to to completely neglect the catch rule. Because they said we can't call, we can't make another call that benefits the Patriots that's controversial because oh, everyone's no. going to be questioning the integrity of the league because the 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 NFL the league could not handle that their favorite team got destroyed by the Patriots. It's not our fault that we had the greatest quarterback of all time who was able to win games. I'm sorry, but Ben Roethlisberger he, he didn't win that game. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be beating beating out Tom Brady. I'm sorry. That's it. That's the issue. The issue was he couldn't win that game for y'all. That's what it was. Enough. He did. He did. He did not win y'all that game. Three touchdowns, 505 yards. Broke his own. Broke his own yardage record. That's he had an all-time great performance in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and away. Okay. Nick Foles threw an interception in that game. Yeah, still won the game. Right. Had a team in a position. And he also and he also had the refs that uh, you know, the Oh, now he had the refs in his pocket. No, all right. He had the refs in his pocket. He had them in his pocket. And the fan the fans were just they they didn't they could not handle they were too they were too sensitive to handle the idea that maybe they're that maybe the Patriots are better than your team. Okay. That's the, that's the uh, issue. Okay. Now the Patriots uh, nowadays, Patriots they're mediocre. They're not that good. But back during their glory days, there was very little that could get in the way of them. Okay. Besides the the sensitive NFL fans who think if your team is winning for an extended period of time, it must be because you're cheating or you're paying off the refs. Oh my god. Boo hoo. Oh, the the Jesse James touchdown. That was a touchdown. And because it wasn't ruled in my favor, it must be because you paid off the refs, or because mm-hmm. because you're the Patriots and the league just wants to wants to, you know, favor you, 
Oh, God. I hated NFL fans back then. Any NFL fans that weren't Patriots fans, I just, God, you can't handle that your that our team is really good. So you have to try and tear down our legacy and just make just find some way. You had to find it had it's just some way. Oh, they cheated. They must have cheated. What do you mean? They cheated. Uh, That's why. I can't. It's because can't. of Bill Belichick's system. That's why. Tom Brady's a bum. Belich- Bill, Bill Belichick, it's it's all him. God. I can't. Oh, we, I, we I can't, can't. We, we need to move on before I before I rip my hair out here. Yeah. But all right. We're gonna move on. Um that so that was kind of the last of our of our Thanksgiving coverage. Um, but we're gonna move on to this Sunday and talk about the Chiefs who are starting to have some injuries pile up here in this wide receiving core. We're going to get to that next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with Justin Tucker. All right. So the Chiefs at, what is it, 8-2? and two? Top yeah. of the AFC right now. What's that? Yes. Top of the AFC right now. Number one seed. And Patrick Mahomes has been balling. 28-5 to five touchdown to interception ratio. He might be the lead, my lead candidate for league MVP this year, especially with the the with the state of that offense right now. And we're going to touch on that uh, that offense. Where so here's here's the issue with them. Kadarius Tony is now out after suffering an injury during uh, during their last game. Kadarius Tony's out this week. They've been without Nicole Hardman to IR. They've missed Juju Smith-Schuster for some time with a concussion. He's coming back. But, uh, you know, the only guy who's been, and I've looked at this, the only significant guy out of all of these wide receivers who has been here, who's been playing the entire season, was Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's the guy who's been healthy this whole time. So, Tuck, do you believe that the Chiefs can remain atop the AFC? With so many teams nipping at their heels at eight and three, seven and three, can they remain atop the AFC with the state of this banged up wide uh, uh, offense for the for the Chiefs? Yes, they can. Uh, uh, as long as they have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, yes. As long as they have somebody that is able to run the ball, yes. As long as they have the play caller that is Andy Reid, yes. And I don't care who they have as a wide receiver including Mr. 50-50 Marquez Valdez-Scantling, as you would like to call him. As long as they have those three people in place, I believe they can still be the number one seed and went out to claim that first round by. Uh, they have the easiest schedule remaining. They have, they still have Travis Kelsey playing at a high level. Patrick Mahomes is still playing at a high level. 
And as long as that defense can keep them in the game, yeah, I don't see a reason why they shouldn't win, like finish as the number one seed in the AFC. I don't see any particular reason why that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, so I wanted to pull up the schedule, and I showed this to you earlier on uh, uh, off camera here. But their schedule is – so they have seven games left, and any game against any AFC – against any NFL team when you don't have uh, the pieces on offense is tough, but still I wanted to, sh- I wanted to show this. All right. So I'm trying to find, here's the chiefs pull up the schedule. Um, we love ESPN. ESPN is a great app. I'm being sarcastic. The ESPN, mm-hmm. ESPN app sucks. It's things never load on time, especially when I'm trying to use it for, for my show. Um, I like to refer to that, but here we are. All right, so next this week it's going to be a slam dunk. They have the Rams, who That's are going with their. It's a slam dunk because they're going with their third string quarterback, and Cooper Cup is out for the foreseeable yeah. future. It's a slam dunk. I hope so. Um, then they have the Chiefs, who are six and four, up and down team, but probably among the best competition they'll get uh, during this years? final stretch of the season. Um, then they have. What's that? You said the six and four Chiefs. Who was the uh, six and four Bengals? Right, my oh. bad. Misspoke. Um, then after that, you have the three and seven Broncos. Need I say more? You have the one eight and one Texans. Need yeah. I say oh, that more? That could be upset. That could be upset. The the Texans. Yeah, because with remember, Kyle Allen, zero and three Colts. What's that? Oh yeah, was- but that was like week one. But. Um, then you have the, then you have the six and four Seahawks. That'll be again, among the toughest competition they'll get this season, the three and seven Broncos and the three and seven Ravens. So besides the possibility, Jesus, three and seven Raiders miss striking out back and forth here, uh, left and right. Um, so out of the seven games that they have left, two of them. Two of them are against teams above 500. And it's not like they're like, it's like a, an eight and three team who are, who are among the, the top in, in their conference. Six and four, the Bengals only have the sixth seed out of seven teams in the AFC. And that would be making the playoffs. The Seahawks currently have been knocked down all the way to the number seven seed after the loss to the Buccaneers and after the 49ers won to go six and four this past week and take over first in the AFC West. So could they, could they stay? Absolutely. Now it only takes one upset here to just lose one of these games against one of the teams below 500. There's five of them. It only takes one there. Then they have two games against the Bengals and the Seahawks. They could lose one of those two games. And just by losing two games right there, losing one of the five against the sub 500 and one of the two against the above 500 that right there could take you out of uh, the number one seed because it's just so the I'll go into the standing that the standings for the AFC. It's very, very packed right behind the Kansas city chiefs are the Buffalo bills at eight and three who just retook the, uh, the number one seed or excuse me uh, first in the AFC East uh, right behind them, is the seven and three Titans 
then the seven and three Baltimore Ravens and right behind the bills for the AFC East lead is the seven and three Miami Dolphins. So if you lose just two games down the stretch, then one of these teams is going to leapfrog you for first in the AFC, in the AFC. So they don't have much margin for error. So there's a couple, there's good news and bad news for the chiefs. The good news is their schedule is very soft. The bad news is if you slip off just once, just once, then you could lose the AFC, the AFC lead here. If you lose twice, you're probably out of the first seed for the rest of for uh, for the playoffs. Now, do you do the Chiefs need the number one seed to to make a Super Bowl run? Probably not. They're going to get healthy eventually. This wide receiving core, and honestly, I trust Patrick Mahomes to do more with less. And they still have Travis Kelsey to work with at tight end. And Andy Reid has been a pretty good uh, uh, signal caller. And also. The Chiefs' defense is better than it was last year. It's actually it's a solid defense. Still not a great defense, but it's good. They're, they're a much more balanced team than they have been in years past. So do they need it? No. Um, it'd, be, it'd be a nice thing to have, especially since this isn't the strongest team that they've had in, in years past uh, overall. Mm-hmm. So they should be fine, but they can always slip up. This is, the, this is what we were saying when we were talking about the Eagles, whether or not they were going to go undefeated. They had a soft schedule coming up, but they're like, we're like, they're gonna, they, they're, it takes one time to slip up, and every team does. This is, this is, why, this is why there's only been two teams who have, been, who have gone undefeated throughout an entire season. One of them was during a 16-game game season. The other were during 14. And now there's 17. They, there's, they, can, they can easily slip up here. They have a soft schedule, but upsets happen. So I want to say, I want to say they'll be fine. They'll probably lose at least one game here. Yeah. At least one, because it's hard to go undefeated for a seven game stretch. But I think that, I think the chiefs will be fine. They can, they honestly, they can make a run with or without the first seed. That's, that's another thing that I will say. Ah. They could, but it'd be extremely difficult with the injuries they're dealing with if that continues up. Uh, I wouldn't say they have the best run game, so it'll just be self-reliant on Patrick Mahomes just basically carrying the load to the end, uh, to the AFC Championship game and seeing what happens from there. Uh, but I don't like them against the Titans because I'm not going to be honest. If Ryan Tannehill plays that game the last time they faced, they actually might win that game. Malik Harris just didn't pass the ball that much, and they didn't trust him to pass the ball that much. And Derrick Henry can't win it by himself. So maybe if Ryan Townhill is in that game, it might be a different story. Uh, I'm not sure about them against Miami in Miami, and I'm not sure about them in general against the Ravens. So it'd be nice for them to have the number one seed if I'm a Kansas City fan. What's that smile for? What is that smile? In general, against the Ravens, but if it's two, if it's Tua, if it's Tua in the Miami Dolphins, then it depends on where they're playing, right? What if the what if the Ravens have to travel to travel to Arrowhead? That really makes no difference to us. We can play cold, we can play warm. It really doesn't matter. The weather conditions don't really matter to us. Maybe the atmosphere might be a problem, but again, it's not like the bank is a quiet place either. So I don't. It really doesn't matter to us. We'll play anywhere. Uh, what, about, 
What about the Dolphins, though? Again, I need to see Tua in the playoffs. To be fair, he's been playing very good this season. I don't expect him to all of a sudden like croak in the playoffs. But again, he hasn't played in the playoffs yet. I want to see how he does in the playoffs before I make that decision. That's fair. But we've already seen a lot of what Lamar's done in the playoffs. Yeah. Carry a team that doesn't have much weapons to a divisional round. I don't hold that against him, that his team can't finish the deal with him. No, it's unfortunate. 14 and 2 team in 2019 lost to a 10 and 6 Titans team. 10 and 6 or 9 and 7? 9 and 7. Ooh. It's not my fault. My quarterback can go over 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing, have over 500 yards total offense, and still lose that game. I don't want to talk about it. Right, because Next they were playing we from behind. Your stats are going to be spiked up when you're playing from behind the whole game. Again, the and next year turned we the ball over four times. The next year we came back and corrected that mistake. So let's not do that. Let's let's not do that. All right. While we're starting to to uh, get off the topic, uh, we can we'll, let's move on to our fantasy football segment where we are going to give you your week twelve stardom sitems. That's right. We're already mm. at week twelve of the fantasy season. And this is a time where it gets very, very crucial on who you start and sit. And we got you covered. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fantasy, uh, excuse me, the fumble Ruski, the fumble Ruski podcast. Jeez. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam right here with Justin Tucker. So we have no guest on today, which means our Friday episode has no guest segment, meaning the Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix is our last segment. So here we go. We have our week 12 stardom sit-ems. As always, we start with the running back position, and we're going to go with Michael Carter versus Chicago and Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Houston. For sits, we have Cordero Patterson at Washington and Brian Robinson versus Atlanta. For wide receivers, we are going to start Amari Cooper versus Tampa Bay and also Juju Smith-Schuster versus L.A. Get him in your starting lineup. For sits, Michael Pittman versus Pittsburgh and Brandon Cooks at Miami. For tight ends, we are going to start Pat Fryermuth at Indianapolis and Hayden Hurst at Tennessee. Uh, to, as for the sits, Cole Komet at the uh, at New York Jets, and Evan Engram at uh, at Baltimore. For quarterbacks, we are going to start Jimmy Garoppolo versus New Orleans, and Tom Brady at Cleveland. We're going to sit Trevor Lawrence versus Baltimore, and Matt Ryan versus Pittsburgh. For defense and special teams, we're going to start the Chiefs versus L.A. and Commanders versus Atlanta. 
for sits, we have Bears at New York Jets and Cardinals versus Los Angeles Chargers. So there you have it, mm-hmm. our stardom sitems for Week 12. But Tuck, any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Man, I can't let it go. I'm I'm pissed now. I can't believe you brought up the Titans and that and that damn divisional round against us. But I I won't let I won't let you forget who did they beat to get to the divisional round? Who they beat? The yeah, t- the Titans. Yeah, who they beat to make it to us? Oh, it was the Patriots. That was All a bad. Right. That was a bad Patriots team. That was a bad. Oh, I, now I can, it's a I can team. It's a bad Patriots team. All right. They okay. started eight and zero, and it was such a paper. It was such a paper eight and zero. People oh. were talking about the. People were talking about. Do you remember the way the people that people were talking about that Patriots defense? Yeah, calling them the boogeyman. One of the best defense of all time. They were get drawing comparisons to the to the '85 Bears. Yeah, and then they faced off against us, and they really knew what it was about. And they got just absolutely crucified. They got demolished. They gashed that Patriots defense. It was not that good of a Patriots. Off. The the problem with that team was so it was still a really good defense. It was a Super Bowl winning defense. Granted that you have something on the offensive side of the ball. You have mm-hmm. Tom Brady with no one to throw to. <laughs> you had old Josh Gordon. You had Antonio Brown for a game where the offense actually looked pretty good. That was it. And then Julian Edelman, who's good, but he's a wide receiver too, and he's a slot receiver. There's only so much you can do when you have that. And then obviously, Rob Gronkowski retired. What are they doing with Devin Asiasi? And what's the other? Keen, Keen something Keen? I don't even remember who, remembers who the hell Benjamin was that guy. Watson. Who? Benjamin Watson. Oh, I remember Benjamin Watson. Wasn't he the season prior though? No. Or did they have him? Yeah, but he didn't do much. His his best days were behind him. Yeah. And it was just that was an overrated Patriots team. But we do need to end the show tonight. Anything else? No, I'm good. I'm I'm All excited right. now. I'm good. All right. Cool. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We we have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.